This is chapter 29. I'd like to begin reading in verse number 32. Genesis 29, verse number 32. And if you are able and willing, I would invite you to stand for the reading and reverence of God's Word. I want to read verse 32 down through verse number 35. God being my helper. The Bible said, And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bare a son, and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I was hated, he hath therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son and said, Now this time my husband will be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name uh, was his name called Levi. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she said, Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah and left bearing Let's go, Lord, in a word of prayer, and then we can be seated. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious Heavenly Father, I love you so much. Lord, I thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for your grace, your love, your goodness, your kindness. Thank you for the Sunday school time. Thank you for the fellowship of God's people. Thank you for the songs of Zion. Thank you for the reading of your word, Lord. I pray for a little while this morning you hide me behind the cross. Help me say what I need to say and how I need to say it, Lord. I pray, God, that you would be exalted uh, this morning in the, in the sermon. And God, I pray you would speak to hearts, God, as only you can. Lord, if you leave me to myself, I'm going to make a mess. But God, I'm asking you, God, that you would speak to hearts. Lord, I pray this morning you would birth a change in somebody. God, I can't produce it. This world can't produce it. But God, I pray you would produce it in them. And God, there's one this morning who's uh, never uh, put their faith in you as Lord and Savior. I pray today would be the day they come to know you and your saving love. I love you, Lord, and I thank you. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You might be seated. We're reading this morning in the book of Genesis, and I'm going to just lay a little bit of groundwork because I believe uh, a lot of times preachers get themselves in trouble because they assume everybody's super familiar with the Bible. And the truth of the matter, in 2023, that's just not the fact, Brother Ed. Yes, so we find ourselves here uh, in, right in the midst of the story of Jacob. We know a little bit about Jacob. Jacob was a deceiver, and he deceived his brother out of his birthright. And uh, he he's found himself in his, uh, his mother's homeland, and he finds there his uncle Laban. Now this is where it gets this gets tricky. So y'all got to listen good. And he's working for his uncle Laban, and while he's there at Laban's house, he sees a girl named Rachel, and the Bible said she was fair to look on. Can I just tell y'all what that means in the Hebrew? She was easy on the eyes. And he said, you know what, I want to marry Rachel. So he asked Laban, what am I going to do to marry Rachel? And he said, work for me seven years, and then you can marry Rachel. Well, lo and behold, he worked seven years and said, it's time to get my wife. And Brandon, he, they had the marriage ceremony, if you will. It's different than our day when the bride walks down the aisle, but they have a great marriage supper, and the bride is just taken to the man after the festivities. Well, the next morning, he realized he didn't wake up beside old fair, uh, fair to look upon Rachel. He woke up next to her sister, Leah. And the Bible didn't say about Rachel, she was fair to look upon. Leah, the Bible said she was tender-eyed. Now, I'll tell you what the Hebrew means for fair to look upon. That means she was easy on the eyes. 
Now, tender-eyed, that means in the Hebrew that she was hard to look at. You got a beautiful younger sister and you got an ugly older sister. We need to say he worked seven years for the pretty one and he woke up the next day and got the ugly one. Y'all following me? So he said, uh, he goes to Laban and said, Uncle Laban, what are you doing? I said, I wanted Rachel and you gave me Leah. And he said, in our, in our custom, it's not right for the younger to get married before the eldest. So go ahead and fulfill her week. Let her have a honeymoon week. And then you can have her sister also. So to get the pretty sister, he got the ugly sister. And then he got the pretty sister. And now he's married to literally women that are sisters. Well, the story would advance according to the word of God. And uh, the Bible tells us that Jacob loved Rachel. Now, can I imagine, could you imagine first off trying to share your spouse with somebody else? Number one, weird. Number two, that's not what God designed. But could you imagine being two sisters being married to the same man and one openly saying he loved the younger more than he did the older? Well, the process of time, uh, we would find that it, the story would get more complicated. Rachel could not have children. She was barren. And uh, we would find out here, as we read this morning, that Leah would have children. In so much Leah, she would be responsible for seven of Jacob's 13 children. Right. Yes, sir. But the story goes on. Leah would have four children. We read here, and I'm, I'm just laying some groundwork. She has four children here, and Rachel realizes that she uh, cannot have children, so she gives her handmaid to her husband to wife. Now, we started with one wife, got the wrong wife, got the second wife, but that's the right wife, and now we've got three wives. Brian, I'm going to tell you right now, that's just a complicated situation. But in the process of time, then Leah, she realizes that the other handmaid's been given to Jacob the wife to have children, to raise up children to Jacob. And she, Leah's quit having children, as the Bible said here in verse 34, left bearing. So she gives her handmaid to Jacob to wife to raise children so he wanted one wife, and now he's in up with two wives, now three wives, now four wives. He's married to Leah, Rachel, Bilhah, and Zilpah. He's going to have 13 children, 12 sons, and one daughter. Nine. We find that in these chapters today. But I, I said this, I went, off, went, went way beyond, and I'm going to circle back just for a moment. That is what we refer to in the world today as polygamy. One man, multiple wives. And I need to say this for the Sunday morning crowd because I said it on Sunday night, but I'm going to say it to Sunday morning crowd. Somebody says, well, the Bible's got a whole lot of bad stuff in it, so the Bible's bad. False. It's not true. Just because the Bible records something as true does not mean that it endorses it as right. Amen. Let me say that one more time. Just because the Bible records something as fact does not mean that the Bible endorses it as right. There is racist instances in the Word of God, but it ain't God who's racist. Somebody help me. And there are instances in the Bible where women are mistreated, but God is not the author of it, and God is not supportive of it. Are y'all with me this morning? God records fact. He does not always endorse them as right. This is one of those instances. It was never God's design for Abraham to have multiple wives. It wasn't God's plan for Jacob to have multiple wives. But they did, and God worked with the mess. Jacob wanted the beautiful wife, but he got an ugly wife, beautiful wife, and two handmade wives. Okay? That's where we're at. 
The pretty wife, she was barren. She couldn't have any children. But the ugly wife, I'm just going to say it in plain terms, uh, the beautiful wife, she was barren. The ugly wife, she was fertile. I don't know how to say it any other way. She, uh, she'd get pregnant at the drop of the hat, I guess. I don't know. She was with child, and the Bible gives the account of her first four sons. She would later have two more sons and one more daughter, but that's a, probably a different message for a different day. So we're looking at Leah's first four sons. The Bible tells of Reuben, the firstborn, Simeon, the secondborn, Levi, the thirdborn, and Judah, the fourthborn. Reuben, the Bible uh, tells us that about Reuben, and she conceived and bare a son, she called his name Reuben. For he said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. Reuben, his name literally means see a son. Now, I, can I be honest? Today people make a whole lot of bad names. Bad names. People make up names. And I'm not making fun of anybody's name. But uh, unfortunately people naming their kids after Bible characters. Because you name your kid after a Bible character does not mean... Uh, that they're going to be black Bible characters. Truth of the matter. I heard a comedian say the other day, he said, y'all got to quit naming your kids Nevaeh. Nevaeh, it's heaven backwards. I don't want my kid acting like heaven backwards. Amen, the opposite of heaven, all right? Amen, some of y'all will catch that later. But the truth of the matter is she named him Reuben when see his son. Could you imagine being Reuben? Reuben, his namesake is Reuben. The only reason I had you is so I hoped your daddy would love me. Y'all hear me? I don't make fun of Reuben. My name's Jacob. My name, Jacob means supplanter or deceiver. Well, I mean, my parents didn't think about that, I don't guess. But Reuben, the only reason he was born is because he, his mama wanted his daddy to love her. Y'all with me? God gave her a son, and what was her thought? Now my husband will love me. Then the Bible tells us of Simeon. Look at verse 33. And she conceived it again and bare a son. And she said, because the Lord hath heard that I was hated. He, uh, he hath therefore given me this son also, and she called his name Simeon. Simeon's name means hearing. Only reason Simeon is born because God heard her whine and he gave her a son. Why? So Jacob would love her. Newsflash. Reuben and Simeon didn't make Jacob love Leah. Look at the third, the third son. Verse 34. And she conceived again and bare a son. He said, Now this time my husband will be will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And Levi's name means joined. His name literally means, I had you, son, so your daddy would join himself to me. Now, I don't know about y'all. I hope I, you don't have kids so somebody will like you. Amen. You don't have kids because somebody will love you. That's right, preacher. Come on. You should only be having you should only be having kids with people you're married to and they love you. Everybody all right? I gotta throw that in there. <laughs> Amen. Y'all all right? Had three kids just so her husband would love her. I don't know about y'all. That's a horrible reason. When me and Miss Macy had our first child, it wasn't because, man, maybe Miss Macy will like me, or maybe Brother Jacob will like me. No, so we wanted a son. We wanted a child. We wanted to be parents. There was no, let's have a child so she'll love me, or have a child so he'll love me. We already loved each other. We wanted to start a 
family, raised children. Y'all following me? But in the three instances, we see that she had Reuben because she felt afflicted. She had Simeon because she felt hated. She had Levi because she felt desperate. And I'm just telling you, none of those are good reasons to make decisions. But when we get to verse 35, we, I, I, I'm going to just throw out what came to my mind. It may not be the right word. But when we get to 30, verse 35, we see a mentality shift. Her mind changes. This is the message, so please don't miss it. Her mind changes. Her first three sons, Brother George, are about maybe Jacob will love me. But her fourth son has nothing to do with Jacob. Jacob may have been the father, but the namesake, according to the text, has nothing to do with her ulterior plan that Jacob loves her. Look, uh, when the, with, with, with Reuben, it, God did it, now my husband will love me. With Simeon, God did it, now my husband will love me. And Levite was, God did it, now my husband will love me. But with Judah, the Bible said, and she conceived again and bare a son, and she said, now will I praise the Lord. Y'all see anything about Jacob there? That's right. Come on, preacher. But that's about the Lord. Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah and left bearing. Simeon meant hearing. Levi meant joined. Reuben said a son. But Judah means praise. The first three sons was, can I please Jacob? Y'all hear me? I'm going to say that again. Her first three sons, Brother Brandon, was, can I please Jacob? But her fourth son was, I think I'll just praise the Lord. Amen. I hope y'all are seeing what I'm seeing. Her first three sons were wrapped up with, how can I please somebody else? Brother Ed, her fourth son was, not how can I please somebody else, but how can I praise the Lord? I hope y'all are seeing what I'm seeing. And with her first son, she was afflicted. With her second son, she felt hated. With her third son, she was desperate. But with her fourth son, she was thankful. Something shifted between her third son and her fourth son. And she was so wrapped up with, well, God's going to give me a son, but I want Jacob to love me. But with her fourth son, it was not now Jacob will love me. Her fourth son was now, well, I praise the Lord. Yes. You say, why are you preaching that, Brother Jacob? It doesn't make any sense. There are some people today, they are caught up in pleasing others. Your life is dictated to pleasing others. And I tell you, we should honor our parents, but my life ain't about pleasing Brian and Janet Beatty. Somebody help me. I, I want to be a good husband, provide for my family, but my life is not about pleasing Miss Macy. Uh, I want to be a good daddy, but my life is not about pleasing uh, uh, pleasing Tanner, Kaysen, and Jackson. Uh, my life is not about... I love this church, uh, but my life ain't about pleasing you or the deacon board or the women, uh, a women's group or the brotherhood. My life... It's not about pleasing you, my life, and your life. Where all our lives are supposed to be about not pleasing each other, but praising the Lord. The mentality is that something needs to shift in your mind beyond shifting from negativity to positivity. Some of y'all need to do that too. Amen. Quit being negative, Nancy, and be a, a, a positive, Patricia. Somebody help me this morning. Uh, beyond uh, uh, having that mentality shift of, of being, I'm worthless and I'm not good or this. Uh, listen, you should shift to valuable, but more importantly, you need to shift in your mind to quit. Your life isn't about other people. Your life's about God. 
Her life was wrapped up with pleasing Jacob. But then it shifted and her life was about praising the Lord. I got to be a Bible preacher and be careful in saying this. With her sixth born son, uh, she, uh, let me see, with her sixth born son, she did revert back. Verse 20 of chapter 30. Now will my husband dwell with me. She did shift back with that mentality. I'm just being honest, Brother Bill, she did shift back to, but I will tell you this, her next child was a daughter, Dinah. Her name means judgment. I don't know about y'all, I think maybe God told her, showed her her error. It was been, it was all about Jacob, and it was Jehovah. And then God did it again, or it was Jehovah. He said, well, you know what, now, now, my, my, now Jacob will really love me. And then God said, no, 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 no. And God taught her, I believe. We need to have that mentality shift. Yes, yes sir. Some people, their life is, is wrapped up in filling a role. Come on. Y'all, y'all with me this morning? Yeah. You're, you're, we need to have this change. You need to uh, get beyond your life being about uh, pleasing Jacob or pleasing blank. To, you need to get back to pleasing and praising Jehovah, the Lord God Almighty. Here's the mentality. Here, here's the, where she came from. And then we're going to talk about where she went to. Y'all with me? Where she came from. If I have a son, Jacob will love me. If I have a son, Jacob will want me. If I have a son, Jacob will stay with me. You say, well, I'm not Leah. But here's, here's you. Can I give you for a moment? If I do this for my kids, they'll be popular. If I do this, I'll look cool. If I do this, I'll look fancy. If I do this, I will appear as wealthy. Newsflash, the people who look wealthy usually aren't. The ones who don't look wealthy are the usually ones that are wealthy. Somebody help me, by the way. You get so wrapped up in pleasing your friend or pleasing maybe even at these, oh, I want to be a good student. Well, more important than pleasing your teacher or a coach or a mentor or a friend or a social group. Listen, quit worrying about them. If you get caught up in following them and pleasing them, they'll, 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 you, you know, well, I just, I, they're my friends, but I got to do whatever they say. You get yourself in that predicament. Listen to me, listen to me good. I don't care if you are a a little child or you are a grown adult. Hear me and hear me good. If your friendship is built on your obedience unto them, that is no friendship at all. Amen. Amen. He said, be my friend if I do his homework. They're not your friend. He said, he'd like me and be a good boyfriend if I would do such and such. He don't love you. He lusts you. Somebody help me this morning. Well, if I'll do this and if if I'll take her on them vacations, she'll be a happy wife. If I buy her stuff, it keeps her quiet. She don't complain as much. I don't you, I want my wife to be happy. I want my kids to be happy. I want those around me and looking on my, I want them to be proud of me. But listen to me, listen, my life ain't about them 
Be very careful. It don't matter how from the youngest to the eldest. If you make your life about another person outside of the great God of heaven, you are missing out. I know we're not shouting. I know we're not swinging from the chandeliers this morning, but I'm preaching the truth. You've got to have this mentality shift. It's not about your buddies or your peers or your co-workers or the Joneses. Are y'all hearing me this morning? It ain't about pleasing mom-in-law or dad-in-law or looking good to the rest of the family or want the church to think I'm doing well. Get over your pride. Get your priorities right. Y'all listen to me this morning. Some of y'all still sleeping. I wish we'd cancel the uh, the cookout. Amen. If we're going to be sleeping, wake up for the preaching. Uh, Listen, your life can't be about them. Your life's got to be about Him. Amen. Wake up. Hear the message this morning. If your life is, is dedicated to, well, maybe they'll love me. Maybe they'll let me keep hanging around. Maybe they'll let me in the group. Maybe they'll let me join the club. Maybe I'll reach that crowd. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I, it doesn't matter because with men it's maybes. With God it is yes. Hallelujah. Amen. With man, it's fluctuating, it's changing, but with God, it is sure and it is stable and it is right. And can I tell you, your friends change like people change their draws. Y'all hearing me this morning? But God is forever. Some people are fickle like the seasons, but our God is forever. Are you hearing me this morning? I don't know who needs to hear it, but I've got a command from God. You need to quit living your life for others and start living your life for Him. Sell out lock, stock, and barrel to the great God of heaven. He'll change your life. When Leah stopped worrying about Jacob and she quit worrying about Rachel and she quit worrying about Bilhah and Zilpah and this, that, and the other, she was content because the Bible said godliness with contentment is great gain. Hallelujah. Quit. You need to shift from that. Get away from it. Move on. If I do this blank, if I do this, they'll be happy. If I do this, they'll be happy. I'm glad I I sold my care out a long time ago. I can't be worried about what men think or what men care about or what men dictate. Hey, listen, if you try to keep up with the times, uh, you'll be exhausted. But I tell you, if you just resolve to be like God wants you to be, you'll be happy. You'll be content. Uh, You won't be shifting with the times. So you're you're left in the past. Uh, uh, Listen to me, friend. Listen to me good. Uh, uh, Your life's more anxious than my life is. You you don't do nothing. No, 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 no. I'm trying to keep up with God, not trying to keep up with man. Woo, good preaching, Brother Jacob. We need to have a mentality shift from pleasing others to praising the Lord. Think about it. She had Reuben, she had Simeon, she had Levi. Maybe Jacob will love me. If I do this, if I do my hair this way, I dress this way, I look this way, I go here, I do this, I I get involved in this activity, I decide this is my hobby. If I do this with my money, if I do this with my house, if I do this with my kitchen, maybe they'll be impressed. Maybe they'll accept me. Listen to me quick. Can I just tell you something? This is a good financial principle, but I'm going to make it about across the board. A lot of people, they spend money they don't have to impress people they don't really like. There's a lot of people spending a lot of headspace trying to impress or please people they don't really like. 
Are you okay this morning? Yes, sir. Quit wasting your time because you keep. If your life's goal is to please man, you'll never attain it. He said, "No, no, no. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a people pleaser, brother. That's just my nature. You may please one, but you'll aggravate the other. And if you please them, they'll have them aggravated. You, you see where I'm going? You can't win in that mentality. But if you'll shift from pleasing them to praising Him, what a greater life!" What a greater life. Hey, Amen. You need that mentality shift. That change of heart. I don't, I don't know what you call it, but you need to shift from that to this. What, what do you got to shift to? The mentality needs to be this. God did and is doing this, so I'm just going to praise the Lord. I'm just going to be thankful. I want to praise God. I don't want my life and my endeavors to be about pleasing others. I don't want my life and my endeavors to be about praising Him. She had a child, brother, and she said, maybe Jacob will love me. She had another child, maybe Jacob will join himself to me. Uh, uh, well, uh, I had another child, maybe Jacob will love me a little bit more than he loves Rachel. Maybe as much as he loves Rachel. And she had that fourth son. She said, whether he loves me or not, whether he stays with me or not, whether he likes me less than he likes my sister or not, I'm just going to praise the Lord. Amen. That... Is peace. That is contentment. You're running the roads. You're burning tread on the tires in your brain, trying to keep up with this, that, and the other. Your life's upside down. Can I just tell you, let it go. Let them go. So they can't ever be pleased. That's it. That's it. You're on the right direction. They can't be pleased. They cannot be pleased. I'm going to tell you, I'm not trying to beat up Jacob this morning. I'm going to tell you something about Jacob. His, his father-in-law said, hey, you, you know, you're good. You're ready to go whenever you're ready to go. And he said, well, let me concoct a plan on how I can have more when I leave. If he had just left when he left, a lot of his problems would have dissipated. He couldn't be pleased in this area. You think he's going to be pleased in that area? Listen to me. If they're, not, if they're displeased about everybody else, sure as well, they're going to be displeased about you. And if your life is built up pleasing them, and you can't be happy without them being pleased, you're going to be depressed. Yeah. I'll say this. I'm trying to hurry this morning. I'm really just trying to follow the Lord. Do I want my children to be happy? Yes. Do I, I'll, don't my children say, man, we had a great life on the grill? Yes. Brother Ed, there's times as, my, as their daddy, there are things God says your family does not do. My choice is to either listen to God and do something that is praiseworthy to Him or do I do something that is pleaseworthy to them. What i got to do is praiseworthy to God. It may displease them, but I'm doing something that's praise to Him. You've got to have that mentality shift. I don't care if you're if you're in elementary school, or maybe in middle school, or in high school, or you're heading to college, or you're you're, you're grown and you've been grown. Okay, does that, does that cover everybody? I don't care where you. You need to have that mentality shift. Your life can't be about others. About pleasing others. Your life can be about others, but it can't be about pleasing others. I want to throw out a principle, and maybe we'll apply it. Maybe not. I hope it is. I'm just felt like the Lord brought it up to me. Have you've seen this before? Y'all seen that couple? That couple that their whole life is their children. They don't like each other. 
Y'all hear me? The husband and wife don't like each other. They're just together for the kids and all, all they're interested in is the kids, 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 kids. They don't go on dates. They don't like being around each other. They're glad when the other one's not there. And then their kids grow up and move out and what happens? They get a divorce because they had no relationship left. Y'all hear me? You say, well, that's totally different. If you spend your life and focus it on other people except for the one who really matters, I'm just giving it to people. You need to be giving it to God. What you pray? I got to please. No, no, praise. Please, pray, praise, praise. The same way the empty nesters suddenly find themselves single. Hello? The same way, that same feeling. This is horrible. It's horrible. I, I don't know this by experience, but I've heard this many times. They say that divorce is like death. The only difference is when somebody dies, they're actually gone. But when you get divorced, it's like they're dead, but they're not dead. They just don't want to be with you. You said, that's totally different, Brother Jacob. That same feeling of heartache, it's not just that they're gone. It's that they, they don't want you. That's the same feeling that you have if you live in, per, in, in a perpetual motion of trying to please people that cannot be pleased. Amen. Well, they're my buddies. But what if, you don't, what if you cross them? What if you don't obey them? Are they still your buddies? Amen. I'm gotta, I, listen to me. I'm glad this morning that I don't have to worry about my buddies. Amen. I just got to worry about my Lord. Amen. I gotta keep such and such happy. No, I think I'll just I'll be happy and I'll keep praising God. Amen. Amen. I'm done preaching this morning. Miss Macy, would you come? That's the message God put on my heart. We need that mentality shift. Yes, we do. I asked the question she comes this morning to play. Is your life built on others? I gotta please, please, please. I mean to take time. Maybe it's you want to please others, but maybe it's you're so caught up in pleasing yourself. That's not what your life's supposed to be out. My life doesn't need to be pleasure forward. My life needs to be praise forward. Y'all with me? I don't know who needs to hear it this morning, but quit, quit striving for men. Just keep on serving God. Men will change their mind. But God never changes His mind. Men change their opinion. But God's mind is steadfast. You're running a race you cannot win when your life is built on pleasing, unpleasable people. But if you'll build your life on giving praise to God, it'll change your life. It'll revolution everything, everything about your life. If you'll just say, I'm not worried about them. I'm just worried about Him. Let's stand to our feet this morning. I'm done preaching. If you need to do business with God, would you come? Would you come?